Welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute, your source of internet marketing inspiration. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Law Firm Marketing Minute. I am your host, John Henson. And uh, today we're going to talk uh, again about blogging. I know we've done a few episodes in the past about it, um, but it's always good to just kind of rehash this because uh, a blog is so important for your website. You know, uh, it, it's it's more than you know a, having a blog really is more than just you know some wild-eyed millennial writing about you know where they went and what food they eat. You know, your blog is a great place to share valuable information, right? Unfortunately, a lot of lawyers just use their blog as an afterthought, you know, as a place where they post, you know, case results, or maybe they'll see like an article on Yahoo about, you know, uh, a Supreme Court decision or something, and then they'll like kind of rewrite the article there. Maybe they'll just straight up copy and paste the article in there. Um, and a, a lot of marketing companies will do stuff like this um, because it's kind of an older SEO tactic where they're basically just building out a ton of pages with your URL in it to drive up Google rankings, but adds doesn't really add much value beyond that. But if you use your blog correctly you know, and you have articles in there that are just full of evergreen and valuable information, it really enhances the credibility of your website. Um, the, the key thing there though is evergreen content and you don't have to post a blog article every day. You can post once a month. That's plenty, especially if you're doing your marketing right, where you can redistribute that blog under various platforms and continue to drive traffic to it throughout the month. Um, you know, so really that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to find the most success. People really don't care about updates to a law so much as they care about how a law affects them or what they need to do to protect their rights. You know, for example, simply, you know, writing a blog that, you know, covers a change in an alimony law, for example, it doesn't mean anything unless you can really speak to how it impacts single mothers receiving child support or, you know, divorced dads and and how much they may end up having to pay, you know, what's different about, you know, having to pay, you know, in alimony. And then maybe you can, you know, say something about how there's a workaround around it and maybe they end up paying less or something like that. You know, who knows? But that's where you can really let your expertise shine rather than just taking the lazy way out and just copy pasting or, you know, kind of re-paraphrasing an article that you saw somewhere else. Um, and look, and here, and if you, if you need some examples, guess what? I'm about to give you some. Um, a business lawyer, for example, you can write an entire blog series on entity structures, business entity structures. You can write a blog on S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC, sole proprietorship, uh, whatever, all of them. And you can run through the pros and the cons of structuring a business as each one. Uh, you can also write a blog about the legal documents that you need in your state in order to legally form and operate a business. Um, you can write a blog series on everything that's involved in a merger and acquisition. A ton of business law content that you can use to really show um, you know, your audience how well you know what you're talking about. Um, and honestly, like right now, given where we are in you know, the current you know, state of the world, uh, 
this may be a, a booming time for business owners. Unfortunately, you could be helping people wind down businesses, but also, you know, in the coming months, you could be helping people start new businesses. You know, people who may have gotten laid off at a regular nine to five office job, they're going to take this opportunity now to start a new business and, you know, hit the ground running. And you can be the person that they go to for that. Um, family law. You know, you can write a blog about what's required to file for divorce in your state. You can give a ton of tips and, and list articles about, you know, how to prepare for divorce, you know, financially or emotionally, how to tell your kids about divorce, how to sort of, um, you know, overcome obstacles, you know, that, you know, your kids may face in a divorce, um, you know, how to adjust to life after divorce, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that, um, you know, if you handle adoptions, there's a ton of content just about how to handle the legal process of an adoption, um, all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, and as we've kind of come out of this lockdown and unfortunately a lot of, you know, unhappy couples were forced to spend a little bit more time together, you could end up seeing a spike in divorce cases. And this is a great time to get your blog going, to display that information, to give people uh, the information that they need to make a decision on what they should do next. Um, for you estate planning attorneys out there, blogs between the difference between a will and a trust, uh, you know, or you can do a blog about every single trust out there. There are so many trusts out there. You know this. I know I don't have to tell you that, but you can write a blog on all of these trusts because no one knows what a charitable remainder trust is. No one knows what a Miller's trust is. No one knows what any of these things mean. And so they don't know how it can help them. Um, you can also do blogs on why it's important for a younger adult to have an estate plan. I mean, I'm uh, a young adult. Uh, I don't have an estate plan, but I could really use a blog about why it's important for me to really get that out of the way. Um, bankruptcy attorneys, you guys are probably, if you haven't yet, you're probably going to be flooded with uh, some bankruptcy cases. Um, you know, you can do a blog on each of the main chapters of bankruptcy. You can do a step by step guide to the filing process. You can even give, you know, like family law lawyers, you can do tips for financial health after bankruptcy. A lot of these lists are. Articles, you know, how to rebuild your credit, how to structure finances to potentially avoid bankruptcy again, you know, stuff like that. Um, employment lawyers, you know, maybe you guys have had some uh, a spike in cases. Your blog can be a great place to explain what protected classes are, like provide examples of harassment, uh, wrongful termination, stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and the list goes on, uh, you know, uh, the tax attorneys, consumer law attorneys, immigration attorneys, immigration attorneys can write a blog on every single visa type there is, uh, you know, in, in the naturalization process, the green card process, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, there's, there's really, you know, in all of the attorneys that we work for, we have not run out of topics yet. And we've had, you know, lawyers with us, you know, for seven, eight years and still, we are still finding new things to write about. We can even, you know, rewrite older topics and, and present them in a new way. Um, you know, this, this is, it's not a hard process and you as an attorney being the expert, if you want to do, you know, DIY this and do it yourself, take an hour out of your day every month and just write an article, you know, um, and if that's the route you want to take, you don't want to hire a content company to do it for you. Here, here's some, here's, here's the easiest way to do it. All right. 
this is going to sound so simple, but it's really just as easy as choosing a topic, creating an outline, just like you did in high school with your science, you know, and your book reports, um, you know, take a second to just kind of flesh out that outline with a couple of sentences at a time, add an intro and a conclusion once you fleshed it out and give it a title. That's it. That's all you've got to do. And with your expertise, you're not spending a whole lot of time doing research. You're just, you know, brain dumping onto a page and you're posting it on your blog. You know, readers aren't going to expect it to be some, you know, magnificently written legal brief full of, you know, big fancy words. They they want they don't want that anyway. They want just a basic article written in a language that they understand. And if you can do that, you're going to really elevate your website and your credibility and it's going to do wonders for generating referrals and elevating your status as the go-to expert, all right? So remember, if you're not utilizing your blog on your website, definitely, definitely be doing that. Um, <clears throat> you know, If you're the kind of person that's, that feels like they're going to obsess over it and going to spend way more time you know, than need be and you're taking up billable hours or time with your family – delegate it. All right. Remember there's an 80, 20 rule that applies to delegation. If someone can do a job 80% as good as you can, you should delegate it. And a content company can absolutely at least hit 80%, if not better. So keep that in mind. Blogging is so important right now for law firms, um, just in terms of generating referrals and elevating that expertise. Uh, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to talk to you more about it. Uh, just send an email to solutions at spotlightbranding.com. And that is it. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Please visit lawfirmmarketingminute.com for more information. We'll see you next time.